welcome back to our channel. Nice people are nice. Today we're going to be talking about our college jobs as RAs, as resident assistants, and all of the weird and fun stuff that we did when we were there. I guess just basically the weird stuff yes. that we encountered as RAs. Yes. And let me first start off by saying being an RA was so magical and so fun, and I am so glad I had this job. But you had to deal with some pretty heavy and weird and funny things at times. So, yes, I I'm very thankful for the job. I definitely think we did not get paid for as amount of work that we did, mm -hmm. but I loved it because you got to meet a lot of people. Um, you, it definitely helped me grow as an individual, just having to deal with certain things. Um, I definitely yeah. had to help people in a lot of heavy situations. Um, yeah. Mental illness, sexual assault, stuff like that. Um, but it helped me grow as a person, and I'm thankful for the experience. But there were some times where I really hated my life. Yes. When you're up till 3 o'clock in the morning writing incidents reports because people vomited, like, all over the stairs or whatever, you know. <laughs> right. Friday night. So how about we talk about our top three weird RA stories because I know we have hundreds. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, first one that comes to mind did not, was not experienced by me, <laughs> but nonetheless is classic. So my fellow RA, Annalie, and we were in, let's see, we were in Elrod Dunaway. And so Elrod was all male, Dunaway was mixed, and then Craig was mixed, and they were like linked, even though they were the different, same, different and same. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I was in the Elrod office, that was where our front office was, and Annalie comes down and she's like, guys. Is this Annalie? Am I saying her name weird? Yeah. Fuck me. I was like, I was on her staff. <laughs> okay. So I was at the front desk and Annalie, God, I want to call her Annalie. I think it's because I watched How to Get Away with Murder and it's Annalise. So I want to say that. <laughs> so I apologize, Annalie. So Annalie comes down and she was just doing rounds. And so basically what rounds are is you walk around the halls, making sure people are up to no good or are up to good whatever they're being good <laughs> and she's like okay y'all uh in my bathroom on my hall or in my hall there was someone using a vibrator in the shower <laughs> i remember this story yes and uh we're like oh that's fucking awkward but the best part is that it continued and it continued so like and it was, like, in view of people. Like, she would, this certain person would sit on the floor of the shower stall, if I remember correctly, and have the curtain open. Yep. Because, like, I think the first time, it was just, like, the vibrator. And then, and then Annalie comes down another night, and she's like, y'all, I just brushed my teeth. And when I walked in, there was a girl on the ground with the dildo. And she was having a gay old time. <laughs> oh my god. And then That's so bizarre. Which poor Annalie had to have a conversation with this person because that is fucked up. And yeah. it it's like a weird voyeurism, weird perverted thing to be doing. Well, I think that's not right because 
you know, you don't know who's going to be walking in there. That makes people uncomfortable. You're not getting consent. <laughs> no, it's gross. It's gross. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, she's kind of getting off with the fact that people are going to catch her. Yes. And, look at her. and it's very odd and weird and gross. So that is my first story. Oh, Lord. One of the weirdest ones was I was a summer RA. So um, as a summer RA, you have a lot less staff. So you had to deal with a lot more stuff by yourself. Yeah. And I worked like a 10-hour shift. And then I was on call. And so I was pretty tired because I got off work pretty late. Did rounds. Went to bed uh, probably around 1 or 2 after rounds. And so it's like 3 or 4 in the morning. And I hear screaming in the hallway. And I'm I'm real pissed because I want to go to bed. And I get out there and I'm like, what is going on here? I used my RA voice. <laughs> yeah. And there was this naked man. What? Yes. He was naked and he had... In the piano room of Panzer Hall, had set up a little picnic for himself of Taco Bell and wine. Okay. And he was completely drunk, and I told him that he needed to stop. He needed to put on his clothes. His friends were laughing at him, real good friends. Oh, he had friends there. I <laughs> thought it was like a picnic for himself. Well, it was a picnic for himself, but his friends... And roommates were laughing at him because he, you know, ran into them when they were coming in the hallway Weird. and into the lobby. And he was being wild and crazy. And I had, like, no patience whatsoever. And I was like, you need to get some clothes on and get to your room right now. Like, I was pissed. Oh, my god! And so his friends... Managed to get him on the elevator. Not before he kept hitting on me and saying, like, you're a real nice lady. We should go downtown sometime. I'll get you a drink. And I'm like, just get out of my face. This is I just want to go to bed. Like, get away from me. This is not the time nor the place, sir. <laughs> I'm not flattered. <laughs> your naked body and your Taco Bell and your wine. <laughs> Like, yes. Get out of here. He seems like the whole package, Christina. <laughs> it was not the what, whole package. What's not to like about that? <laughs> so, I think it was like spring break. Because we had lasagna and a pineapple together. <laughs> oh, yeah. we Okay, so poor college times. We had no money and we had to eat, uh, live off of uh, a Stouffer's lasagna and a pineapple. <laughs> and our mouths... Started or bleeding. Like raw. They were because <laughs> we ate so much acidic pineapple. <laughs> I don't know why we chose like acidic lasagna <laughs> and pineapple. <laughs> it was delicious, but I think it was like it was over that spring break. We had to do rounds still because there was, you know, there were some students who didn't leave, and we were in Turner Hall, and which is notorious for being haunted. And yes. We were like, you know, we like that creepy stuff anyways. But, like, we were just like... Oh, I thought you were going to talk about. Yeah. We were just, like, hyping each other up. And then we learned that there were, like, tunnels 
underneath all of the university for the heating systems. So, like, these huge, like, you know, like, tunnels that people could walk through for maintenance and stuff that all led back to, like, the, the heating plant. And for whatever reason, we did our rounds. We were getting more and more creeped out, you know, spookalicious. <laughs> and we were, like, looking in all the doors because we heard that there was an entrance through Turner. And we were, like... Looking. And there was one open in the basement. Yes. One open. I, Did you go in to it? I looked in there. Okay. Because I remember, like, I can't remember if one of us went in. I feel like I someone went in. It was me. Yeah. I remember going in, and it was scary. It was super, super creepy. And then we, like, closed it. And then didn't we go outside and, like, the manhole was open, too? No, what happened was we went back to um, the main office to do our notes. Yeah. And the police came in, the campus police, and they're like, oh, just so you're aware, we know that somebody's in the tunnels. Um, the doors, or the gate, or whatever, the manhole cover is propped up mm-hmm. out there, and we know somebody's in the tunnels. And we're like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> And of course, yeah. they had to sneak into the all-female hall. <sighs> yep. So that was fun, though. That, that was a good, that was spooky night. In two thousand and fourteen, no, that's when we graduated. Yeah. Yes. Was it that winter that we had the really terrible snow storm, or was it two thousand thirteen? I think it was two thousand. Was it when we had a snow day? Yeah. Yeah, that was 2014. Okay, so I've lived in Montana my whole life. Sarah's lived in Montana her whole life. And I have literally never had a snow day until that day. Mm-hmm. So my whole childhood, it would snow and snow and snow. No snow day. So you have to know that this was a ton of snow. Yeah. Like, it snowed higher than cars. And, like, breaking limbs. And lots of people were dumb and tried to drive and, like, getting high-centered on, like, the berms in the middle of the street. (laughs) Yes. It was bad. They're like, my little sedan will make it over. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was so stupid. So, anyhow, of course, I'm on duty that night, and it's a snow day. So, everybody's partying in the dorms because they can't go out and party. And, um... So the whole night was just a nightmare because there was such a huge amount of underage drinking and partying. But I remember it was second floor of Miller Hall and um, they had stolen the ping pong table from the basement. And a couple students came and told us that they got it on the elevator. And so, of course, we go and search for it and I hear this one room that is always the party room they're being pretty loud in there so I knock on the door and they open it a crack and I'm like look we just want our ping pong table back and so they open the door and it's a bunch of freshmen and they had created a giant um tub of jungle juice they had the ping pong table in this tiny room bottles and cans everywhere and there's probably about 18, 20 people in this little pod. Seriously? <laughs> and, 
Yes, it was so, I was so pissed. I was like, okay. And so our policy was we weren't allowed to touch the alcohol. They had to dump it out themselves. So while my partner was doing that, I was taking everybody's names and Grizz cards. And this one kid, second floor, just jumps out the window. What? I did what? not call the cops. I did not call for help. I was like, you know what? He's on his own. Yeah. Everybody is like... Missoula's in a state of emergency. I'm not wasting a call on that douchebag. Right. Like, he can go freeze his little ass off. And probably break his legs. Right? Out of the Seriously! Floor. Like, I did not call for help for him, and I'm pretty sure he's fine, but I was so pissed. Rounds? We did rounds at, what, 9? Nine, 9-11, nine, and then when we were in Elrod Dunaway, cause they were in a little bit more high maintenance dorms, we did nine, yeah. 11, one and three on the weekends. Okay. So we did nine, 11, one and three for this evening because it, it was, was a total shit show. And by the time one round got done, it was time for the next one. So I literally did straight rounds from nine to three in the morning. Oh I was the goodness. tired, most tired I've ever been in my life. That is absolutely bonkers. It was like the biggest party I ever busted. Yeah. My policy was with my students was like, I, I know that underage drinking is a thing. I did it, you know? Yeah. If you're smart about it. But I always said, like, yeah, right. Like, if you're responsible in the sense that you're not making it my problem, you're not making it your roommate's problem, you're drinking sensibly, you're and responsibly, you're coming home and you're just going to bed, or you're drinking in your room quietly and not making it an issue. Right. No like, one then, will ever know. Right. It's <laughs> like, I, it's not my problem. Yeah. You know? I'm not condoning you breaking the law, but I know you're going to do it. And I'd rather you feel like safe in your own environment. And if you're respectfully drinking, or I'd rather you come home. And if you're drunk, go back to your room, mind your own business. Right. Cause Be I think not sick and stuff, you know? Yeah. I think the number one thing that you get your door knocked on is because you're loud during quiet hours. And then right. that usually leads to, oh, I see you have bottles. Can I see your IDs, please? <laughs> right. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I drink underage, but I either did it off campus or I did it responsibly in yeah. my room to where I wasn't drawing attention to myself. I was the biggest scaredy cat, so I didn't drink till I was 21. Because I was like, if I drink before now, I'm getting caught. I'm going to do something dumb. It's not going to be good. I'm sure nothing would have ever happened. But, you know, it all worked out. I got plenty drunk when I was 21, 22, 23. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, to each their own. Yeah. I definitely did a lot of stupid stuff as an underage drinker. Um, I wish I would have had a healthier relationship with alcohol, but... You know, it's okay. I, I learned a lot. <laughs> um, another story I have is... One time I was doing rounds in Turner Hall at the University of Montana. And as Sarah mentioned before, Turner Hall is the all-female residence hall. And you could have a male there, but they had to be escorted out by, I think, like 10. I don't know. Yeah, I think there was. Started. Yeah, and they had to be escorted by their resident. Like yes. the, the resident had to let them in, and then the resident had to escort them out. And I think eventually they got rid of the whole escort thing. 
Yeah. But yeah. Um, but that, that was, was like our an first old year rule. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so um, I'm doing rounds. It's nine o'clock, so it's not quite time for them to be gone yet. And I hear they're being loud. It's quiet hours. So I go to the end of the hall, and I'm just I knock on the door, and it's a jar. And I'm just about to say like, can you guys? Um, can I just shut this door because it's quiet hours? It's kind of carrying down the hallway. And as I'm about to speak, I look up and there's this girl standing behind this guy and they're both looking in the mirror and he is wearing this Pokemon bra. <laughs> and each cup, each cup is a Pokeball. <laughs> like print. And I'm like, hey, uh, and he like flings this bra off and he's like, um, I was just trying it on. And I'm like, don't care. Just be quiet. Don't care. Uh, Bye-bye. Like to each their own. Do whatever. Yeah. Floats your boat, tickles your pickle. I don't care. Oh my God. As long as your guys are consenting to each other. Yeah. No problem. No problem at all. That is so funny. I'm trying to think of, like, the there was one that I kind of got in trouble about because <laughs> I didn't what? realize what was happening. So um, I was a head resident one year. The last year I was an RA in Knowles and Turner. And so I got a call from my RAs, and they were like, dude, this guy is bleeding up in here. And he's like, seems like he's been drinking and he's upset. So I come up to the second floor, and uh, I see this guy, and I'm like, cool, let's call the cops and the, or the paramedics. Cops and paramedics. So call the cops because he had been drinking, and yeah, yeah, that's right. We call the cops because he had been drinking, and um, I'm, like, asking him, like, okay, how much have you had to drink? How is your hand doing? It just looked like he had broken his hand on glass, you know? And I just assumed it was because he was drinking. It was from, like, a beer bottle or something. And uh-huh. I talked to him. He's like, yeah, I got upset, and then I cut my hand on glass. So I was thinking, okay, yeah, like, he'd been drinking and cut himself on this beer bottle. And then the cop comes, and the cop's like, okay, I mean, his wound doesn't look that bad, but I think we should call the ambulance just to be safe, especially because he's intoxicated. He might not realize how much it hurts or something. So we call the ambulance, and they came. And then uh, I think he went with them. And so there were some students standing around, and, you know, at that point, like, you asked them to go back to their rooms to get out of there, to not be weird. And then I told my RAs, I was like, okay, um... I think you should follow up with him uh, since the ambulance is on its way. Just stay with him. And then if you have any other problems, let me know. Just call me. Um, It was pretty standard at that point because it had been a full year, you know. And so the next morning I come home or I go over to the cafeteria to get breakfast. And then I'm walking back into the hall and I realize there's a window broken and it had been boarded up. And then I have a call from my supervisor and she calls me to her office and she's like, so why wasn't there like a work order put in for this? And I was like, I had no idea that that happened. And so, cause usually if there was like a work order for something that needed to be done, it was just like standard, like, okay, 
I want my bed bunks unbunked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But since it was a broken window, you were supposed to call the maintenance person on call because it was like, you know, exposing the hall to the elements or whatever. Right. And she's like, well, this kid who went to the ambulance, like, or the hospital, he broke his window by punching it. Punching it. <laughs> and oh. I was like, oh, shit. And she's like, he didn't, like, you didn't go to his room and look? Like, what he broke his, or, like, what glass he broke to, like, get the cuts? And I was like, no, I just assumed it was, like, this broken bottle. <laughs> and, like, I had no indication that there was, like, a broken window. And I was like, oh. Well, the cops didn't do that either. No, they. that's a very good point. They, they did not. Because, like, where he was, I should have explained this before, he was in one of the sink rooms where, like, you would wash your dishes and stuff and, like, get your brooms. Um, so he was, like, in the sink room bleeding, and that's where we found him. So, yeah, I felt like a real dunce. And <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit. And she's like, yeah, and your RAs didn't, like, put in a work, like, they didn't call the maintenance on call person. Like, why didn't you help them with that? I was like, I didn't know <laughs> there was a window broken. Like, oh, I hope, wish they would have, like, told me they needed help with that. And she, I don't know. I felt like the loser, so. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. Because uh, I then talked to them, and I was like, if you guys, ever, like, I don't want you to feel like I'm abandoning you. <laughs> but if there's any, like, if you guys have questions about anything, you can always, like, wake me up again. I'm not, I might not be the most pleasant person when you wake me up, but, like, don't be afraid <laughs> to wake me up if you have questions. I think one of the f- scariest things as an RA, I think when just men would try and, like, intimidate you. Yeah. Like, one time I had this guy, like, try and intimidate me and the fact that I, he didn't want to give me his Grizz card and that he was, like, just being aggressive. And I just remained calm and was like, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. You either comply or you don't comply. Like, you know. Yeah. And, like, his friends were just begging him to be nicer and, like, yeah. just get it over with. Yeah, because it's like, it's if like, you don't, I, I have not, to call not, the cops, and it's not fun. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to get you in trouble. Like, I have to do my job. Yeah, because, like, I will honestly say, you hope nothing happens on rounds. Because you... Right. It's not fun for anyone, because you have to, like, ruin someone's night, and then you ruin your own night, because you're up till 3 a.m. writing, like, conduct reports. And then the people <laughs> hate you, and yeah. you're like... Promise you, I would Won't not. Won't you come to my floor snack next Thursday at eight p.m.? <laughs> <laughs> I think the funniest thing, though, it didn't happen to me, but it happened to my staff that I worked on. <laughs> I'm excited. So there was this girl in Miller Hall who was a total druggie, into a lot of bad stuff. Uh And, like, she was well-known to, like, detectives in Missoula. And, like, they would come to Miller Hall all the time and try and find her and stuff. Oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, she was She was infamous among the Missoula police. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, for real. So, like, detectives would try and, like, catch her um, so that they could, like, talk to her and stuff. Anyhow, her room always smelled like pot and our policy when we smelled pot was we had to call the campus police campus police would come they would confirm that they smelled it too then they would knock and talk to the people whatever 
confiscate their stuff, give them a ticket. Um, so <laughs> they uh, knock on this girl's door because they smell it too. And she opens the door and he's like, so your room smells like marijuana hand over your stuff like let's make this simple and she's like I don't have anything to hand over and he's like well then you don't mind me looking around your room right and she's like no go ahead and (laughs) so he lifts her pillow and he picks this thing up and he's like well if you don't have any pot or paraphernalia what's this pipe right here and she's like officer that's not my pipe that's my dildo and it was a glass dildo and he he was just like ooh (laughs) so the staff that was with him obviously wanted to die of laughter right and I just love that story uh oh right well then (laughs) carry on yeah marijuana calls were always the worst because then you had to like act nonchalant like around their door so if people came out you were like supposed to ask them to like stay or like like so awkward like hey guys i think room right now yeah you're like hey there's a situation going on if you could just stay in your room officers are on the way and then they could either be like no or they could be like sure but they, yeah, it was just like, <laughs> what you do? Oh, the cool kids are just hanging outside your room. <laughs> <laughs> One time, I remember when I was an RA in Panzer Hall, there was right this room right next to mine. Like we shared a wall, mm-hmm. and it always smelled like pot. Just it was this kid smoked all the time, and. I had to call the police, like, every week, because people would complain, his roommates would complain, his room was disgusting, like, when we did room checks, like, there was, it looked like a hoarder's room, like, there's no way you could even walk in there, (laughs) disgusting, and so, I always had to call campus police, because I could smell pot, and people would complain, and one, they came out every week, and one time, they refused to come. And I remember my what? boss, like, yeah, I remember just being flabbergasted on the phone, like, uh, all right. And they just refused to come. Because he was just, like, that, like, person, like, he just did it so often. Why couldn't they, like, kick him out? I think because they, he was, like, smart about it, and he, like, never let him come in the room, so it was, like, never documented, or, like... Oh. They never had, like, physical evidence that he was always smoking, just reports that he was. Gotcha. So he could remember, say, like, I was off campus. Right, and remember, they, um, we were having a lot of enrollment issues, so I think mm. they always let people get away with stuff that year, and it was just really frustrating because they would give chance after chance after chance because our enrollment was really low. Yeah. Well, I remember there's like one kid who got arrested in the food zoo. Oh, I was there. Yeah. I was there with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I am not taking a picture. I'm texting people. <laughs> and then it made like the. I remember <laughs> you asked me to take a picture and I took it with a flash. <laughs> yeah. 
oops. And his twin brother, he's like, everyone thinks I'm a fucking brother, but I'm not. He's an asshole. Like, <laughs> and it was just amazing, like, seeing these two kids, because, like, there's one who's just, like, obviously, like, went down a dark, sad road, and the other guy's, like, flourishing, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's sad. But, yeah, I remember him having a twin brother, and he, yeah, he was like, no, that's my brother. And people always think I'm this asshole, but it's not me. Nope. nope. What are the things that you hated about being an RA? Honestly, um, I, rounds were pretty fun because you got to talk to, like, an RA and have fun. Um, but it sucked when there was an actual incident. Um, and I also hated work. So working in Alrod Dunaway, there was the stoop. And there was always oh. the stoop kids, and they constantly smoked outside the doors. So there was just like always smoke, and they were like intense. They like <laughs> what they did, which was a great solution that worked pretty well. There used to be benches outside the stoop, and that's why people like congregated there and were really obnoxious and loud. Um, they took the benches out, and that helped a lot. But then they brought out their couches. Yeah, so, like, one day, they brought out these nasty-ass couches. They even brought, like, out a TV and, like, a game console, and were, like, playing games outside. It was just, like, I don't know. I just remember, like, yeah. And they would harass people that would walk by. Yeah, I think that's the part that was, like, like, you just felt, like, intimidation whenever you went by them. Like, it was just not a fun place to be. I hated walking by them. Yeah, it sucked. Like I'd be like, I'm a grown fucking adult. Like I'm 25 years old, 24 years old. Yeah. Like, and these 18 year olds are scaring me. Right. Exactly. They're like all freshmen too, and you're like, why? And I remember one time, like my grandma came to visit me, and she's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like she's like looking at all these like. People. Yeah, just like sitting on this soggy, weather-worn couch, and she's like, hmm. <laughs> this right. is where you live, Sarah? <laughs> yeah, I love being an RA, but I think a couple of things that I hated was like, when, I, when we were RAs, like, in and out nights, you couldn't leave. Right, yeah, that sucked. And like, towards the end, I just left all the time, I was like, I don't even care. <laughs> Whoa! And because I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm going to fucking Burger King. Yeah. It'll take five minutes, right? That, the nice thing about the summer RA stuff is that you had more freedom. Right. To go do stuff. Because in and out nights were fun, but then you had people, like, who were always like, I want Thursday night. I want Thursday night. Because that's the night Dead Hipster was going on, and they all wanted to go downtown and get drunk and drink and dance. I did not ever once go to Dead Hipster. Christina, you break my heart. It was so fun. <laughs> but we went to uh, Brodega that one time. Yeah, we... we I, I mean, I've been to the Badlander. Well, yeah, but you never but went I've, to the Dead Hipster like dance party. No. But it's okay, because this wasn't really my thing. But I remember one time, I was like third wheeling on your <laughs> Quentin's date. You were not third wheeling. <laughs> and, that's how it is. Third like, wheeling. And um, you and Quentin were like, just just drink. Just, you know, get loose. Like, loosey-goosey. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fine. We had and a so great I, time. 
I did drink a lot, and then we all started dancing. It was a good time. It was. We brought all those motherfuckers to the dance floor too, because it was dead when we were it dancing. It was dead. But then but... everyone's like, oh, "Look at those sexy motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> we better get up there and dance." It was get so fun because <laughs> we started off the night at Iron Horse, correct? Yes. And then we made our way to Brodega. I really I like need a downtown evening. We need to have that. One Except day. no longer do you or I live in Missoula. <laughs> well, you know what? And I actually we'll might not want to hang out with all those youngins. <laughs> That's the thing, too, is it's like, I'm fine with going to, like, a brewery and getting fucking wasted at a brewery. <laughs> Doing some trivia. <laughs> right. Yeah, our tastes have evolved. Yes. Well, thank you all so much for joining us for our crazy RA stories. There are so many more to come. And actually, last year, when we were trying to revitalize NPAN, we talked about, I think, when we met as RAs, and it was really sweet. Um, that never became an episode. But maybe I will go back and make that a little episode. Because we were, like, super genuine and nice about it. So, yeah, that might be fun. Thanks. And we would love to hear your genuine and nice stories of college or youthfulness or good or bad uh, interactions you might have had with your RA or if you were an RA with your residents because it's so fun. It so was good. a good time. So good. Um, but we will see you all next week. Yes. And as always, stay nice. Stay nice. Bye. Bye.